is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's free as in freedom. 855-450-3733 is our toll-free number. That's how you can get in touch with us. Or you can hit us up on Discord. Discord, it's a little app you're going to load on your laptop. Maybe you'll load it on your cell phone, your tablet. That, along with your high-speed internet connection and a decent microphone, you are going to sound like you are in the studio with us. And the us in studio tonight is Chris. Hey, I'm Ian. And the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. (laughs) The nobody. I just like to call you Rich Paul, if that's okay with you. You can call me Ray, or you can call me Jay, (laughs) or you can call me Ray J, or you can call me AJ, but don't ever call me Melvin. It's a trivia question. What were those commercials from? I have no idea. That was a commercial? Yes. Before my time. Yeah, yeah. It's almost before my time. I think it was in the early 90s, late 80s. Yeah, that's something that pops into my head once every couple of decades. The uh, the last time it was, we were out standing in the middle of a traffic circle with a guy named 480. I can say his name now. <laughs> and he was holding up a sign that was warning, warning drivers of an impending uh, checkpoint. And the police wanted to know his name and he wouldn't tell him. And he'd made a radio call, so Free Staters converged from all over the all over keen to back him up and i was one of them and i got out there and they're asking me what his name is and so i went into that well you can call him ray or you and they got so disgusted that they got back in their pig cars and they started driving away and i got i had a bullhorn with me for some reason i'm yelling after them are we still being detained are we free to go now So I'm trying to, uh, oh yeah, yeah, my girlfriend, I don't know if you guys saw this meme. Memes are kind of fun, but they don't always translate into radio, but the idea would be for Colleen to change her first name to Frida mm-hmm. and uh, and her last name to Gomam, G-O-M-A-M. So, <laughs> so when they ask for your name, you know, Frida, last name, Gomam, your name's Frida Gomam, see ya. <laughs> Am I free to go, man? <laughs> so if anyone out there remembers a commercial that had the line, you can call me Ray or you can call me Jay, give me a call, 855-450-FREE, because for the life of me, I can't remember it, but I do remember the commercial. I just can't remember I'm what sure the if commercial. I'm sure if you search YouTube, you would find that it. That is cheating, Rich. I do want a caller. That would be more fun. I'm, I'm an we'll, engineer. Mean the caller Our job is to find creative ways to cheat. So that, the caller can search the internet and then call in, right? <laughs> that's but, cheating. But then the caller will sound very intelligent, so, so it's that's true. all good. Um, but we do have a story that I thought was interesting. It does have to do with... Um, Miller Lite, according to the internet. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, it does have to do with gas and the U.S. and what kind of gas? Trump. <laughs> <laughs> natural gas, Ian. We produce a lot what of kind that of in natural this country. Gas? Natural gas. Natural gas is the stuff that bubbles up out of the ground. The old dinosaurs. Oh, the, that kind of the okay. stuff that fermented from old dinosaurs. It's amazing the things you can make out of used dinosaurs. It is, and it's equally amazing the kind of ridiculous stuff that comes out of Washington. And this is a new example. Let me rephrase that. This is the latest example, because by the time we finish this, we're probably going to hear about uh, some other absolute ridiculous renaming of something that we use every day, but 
Washington feels a need to do that. Washington is rebranding gas ports, gas exports as, quote, molecules of freedom, unquote. <laughs> so that's what your tax dollars are going towards today. This comes to us from the BBC. U.S. energy officials appeared to rebrand natural gas produced in the country as, quote, freedom gas, unquote. In a that sta- stinks. In a statement announced... Uh, As a a statement announcing an increase in exports, the U.S. Department of Energy said the expansion of a Texas facility meant that, quote, more molecules of U.S. freedom, unquote, (laughs) could be produced and exported worldwide. If you can't dazzle them with your brilliance, baffle them with your horse hockey. There you go. Or the gas of, of, geez, unbelievable. The facility based in Quintana, uh, produces liquefied natural gas, or LNG. The move was a clear indication of U.S. commitment to promote clean energy, the statement said. But the rebranding comes amid a Trump administration push to roll back climate change legislation introduced by Mr. Trump's predecessor, Barack Obama, who targeted vehicle emissions. Whatever happened to Freedom Fries? That was exactly... They became French fries again once once everybody chilled out about the French. Right. (laughs) Uh, But there was, and I think this story may touch on it, there was a a movement on Capitol Hill to rebrand, rename the toast in cafeterias as uh, Freedom freedom Toast toast as opposed to French Toast. So nobody was going to have anything to do with French. Yeah, people were upset at the French for not going to war with the uh, Iraqis. Yeah, that was that was what it was right after nine eleven. Yeah, oh yeah, and uh, we're not going to call our fries. And the the Americans said they've got weapons of mass destruction, and and the French said horse hockey. (laughs) (laughs) C'est mon dieu, mon dieu, right? Qu'est-ce que c'est? <laughs> Psycho killers. Oh, God. Shortly after taking office, Mr. Trump announced the U.S. would withdraw from the 2015 Paris Climate Change Agreement, saying that he wanted to negotiate a new, quote, fair, unquote, deal that would not disadvantage U.S. businesses and workers. Well, if he's so concerned about disadvantaging uh, people in the U.S., maybe he should end the tariffs that he keeps increasing. Well, he should. And and on this, I have to take the middle of the road position in that, yes, tariffs are bad. Yes, I do actually think that Trump recognizes that tariffs are bad. You do? I do. You think? I do. You believe there's an economist somewhere in the Trump White House that has actually explained how tariffs really work to Donald Trump. I, I don't think they necessarily had to. The guy isn't stupid. He's crazy. Um, but hmm. the uh, matter. <laughs> but, Debatable. But at the same time, I think that he's using tariffs as a weapon to try to get uh, the Chinese to take down the tariffs, which they already had. This is a trade war that started in like the late 70s. Okay, we're just late to the party because they've been charging tariffs on our goods all the way along. So... Um, so at the same time, I would say that on balance, that's a destructive policy and that it's better to just drop your tariffs unilaterally. Absolutely. Um, but I won't say that Trump's strategy is universally reviled by economists. I think it's reviled by the best economists and supported by some of the lesser economists out there. Yeah, that would be a a fair assessment. There's no doubt, and if anybody is doubting this, uh, that 
tariffs hurt the people of the country imposing the tariff. Exactly, because um, they're a tax. Yeah. Uh, don't think that some Chinese company is going to send Washington a check for $4 billion Mm-mm. because, dang it, you, you tariffed us. No, you pay that price. You pay it increased prices. That's Interestingly what enough, there is a theory under which foreign governments will do just that. So if they've really bought the Keynesian nonsense, then their response to uh, to tariffs could be, and I don't think the Chinese have bought the Keynesian nonsense because they didn't respond this way, well, we'll just subsidize local co- companies so we get to work anyway. That's what Donald Trump is doing with farmers, by the way. Okay? And the interesting thing about that strategy, it means that the Chinese actually do pay government pay money indirectly to the U.S. government in order to satisfy that tariff. Now, they didn't respond that way, but Trump might believe some of the nonsense because he did buy back the support of the farmers by saying, I'll subsidize your business so we still get the work. Right. Um, so but that's everybody an else interesting then has to question. Pay. Everybody right. else has to then pay these farmers yeah. for something they wouldn't necessarily have otherwise bought through you, you taxation. Can, some, exactly. Somewhere, it's just a chain of, I pay you, you pay them, they pay yeah. you, and they it's get It's subsidizing the process so the Chinese can get cheaper pro- cheaper products. That's what they're doing with the uh, paying the farmers. What do you think of this move to, to rebranding U.S. natural gas as Freedom Gas? 855-450-FREE. What do you think about tariffs? Give me a call. Let me know. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855-453. That's our toll-free number. That's 855-450-3733. Uh, we've been talking about natural gas, or as the U.S. government now calls it, freedom gas, or better yet, molecules of freedom. The story comes to us from the BBC. I wanted to but read. Funny. What's that? I said ridiculous, but funny. It is. It's insane. This comes to to us from the actual uh, news release that they did. Uh, I'm going to read just part of this uh, quote. Increasing export capacity from the Freeport LNG project, that's uh, liquid natural gas, uh, project is critical to spread freedom gas throughout the world by giving America's allies a diverse and affordable source of clean energy. So, spreading American freedom gas. What do you think, Rich? I... <laughs> Come on, I was looking for that. Just I think that that, that is the most... Had. The, the most fragrant puff of rhetorical flatulence that I have encountered uh, this week from the government. Um, and, and that's saying quite a bit. Um, indeed. They and, are and again, masters Rich, of the rhetorical flatulence. Rich Paul once again delivering. Uh, yeah, said, full of it. said U.S. Undersecretary of Energy Mark L. Menendez uh, highlighting the approval. What's an undersecretary? I don't know. I was just going to 
debate that. Is that because, like a lesser secretary? Like you've yes, got the secretary, the but dark then underbelly of secretaries. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't just have one bureaucrat. You've got to fill in all the potential. You've got to have a hierarchy of them, or they aren't bureaucrats, are they? That's that's a good point. So yes, you typically have. Uh, assistant secretaries, uh, undersecretary, which might be second or third down the line. Assistant, third assistant bootlicker. Exactly. Second or third assistant secretaries. It just an goes undersecretary on and on. is an ex- executive government official in many countries, frequently a career, uh, pub- they call them public servants, I call them bureaucrats, who uh, typically acts as a senior administrator or second in command to an appointed cabinet minister. Yeah. Um, I, wow. Leech. 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 Provides nothing, just sucks. Yeah, um, yeah. There's all sorts of ways to describe. Leech. Yeah, uh, leech in charge. Uh, I think the from our system of government, the important thing to recognize is that you said this was frequently a political position. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. not not elected, but perhaps Appointed. with all, all the power that you know you you've been led to believe mm-hmm. that people in Washington are your representatives. They are doing the work for you. BS. BS. Uh, They're not. And you might have elected one guy. You know, there's only in the federal government, what, 536 elected people? I'm pretty sure I've never elected any of them. Ballpark. You've never voted? Um, I I, voted, but I've never elected any of those people. One candidate that I voted for won. Uh, it was Bill Clinton in 1992, mm. and I was so you disgusted. You were just a youngin' then. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I was, I would have been 22, mm-hmm. and uh, that I was so disgusted by what he did in office that my next vote was cast for Harry Brown. Nice. <laughs> that However, was you got here, I'm good with it. It's a nice redemption. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I have decades of uh, experience voting for winners uh, because I had not began to understand what this country is all about. And that doesn't mean I didn't understand the Constitution and how this thing is supposed to work. Um, But uh, there comes a point when you realize it doesn't work. See, I was a minarchist um, up until... That's a small government supporter? Yeah, small government supporter. I believed in a minimal uh, state that had laws against robbery, rape, and murder and nothing else. And my utopian position was that if we could figure out how we should have that supported by voluntary uh, voluntary means. Sure. But I kind of took the position that, that it was so necessary that if we couldn't fund it voluntarily, we had to fund it by force. And that was oh. where, I, where I fell down. Uh, and philosophically, and what corrected me was working on the Ron Paul race twice and watching him cheated. Uh, Mm. By not only the Republican Party, but also by the government licensed media. And when I realized that was kind of when I realized that it's not just the government misbehaving. It's the fact that the entire mess of the government and the corporations has become a military industrial regulatory process and that they have cheapened the point. They have destroyed the voting system mostly we don't have any real control and they've they made how they did that infinitely clear in uh 2008 and 2012 when they cheated ron paul and again in 2016 when they cheated bernie sanders so if the powers that be the establishment as we used to call it in the 60s can control the nominees of both major parties 
they don't have to control the outcome of the general election. They can let it go to one of two uh, two acceptable parties. Yeah. And so there's no fighting them through the electoral system except by using it as a propaganda e- engine. Mm-hmm. Well, there have been a number of studies and analyses and papers and things like that done by political science type people uh, who really have labeled the U.S. as not a constitutional republic, but more an an oligarchy. Uh, It is an oligarchy, and that's why I say that what we practice here isn't capitalism. It's corporatism, okay? Mm -hmm. And corporatism, the first sign of corporatism, is the limited liability corporation, okay? Because a limited liability corporation, the whole idea of that is that you should be able to start a business, okay, that operates doing more harm than good, that is, it accumulates more liabilities than yeah. uh, than assets over the long term. But then when it's called to reason and its remaining assets aren't enough to handle its liability, everything is forgiven and forgotten by the, by the system. The corporation is, a, is offered as a straw man sacrifice. It's ceremonially executed, but it never had a real life to protect. It's not a real person. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Um, and the shareholders and investors, are it's a legal fiction. And They call them persons. Uh, but yes, they're fictions. Yes. Well, a, uh, a legal person is also known as a legal fiction right. and, uh, and or artificial person, as opposed to a natural person who is endowed by its creator. This by is the crazy world of, right. of legal land and governments. The yeah. idea that uh, yeah. file folders with papers in them can be persons. And it's it crazy. comes back to freedom molecules again, because they think that if they change something's name, they can change its essence. Mm. And they can't. They can only change its perception. So their ability to change things by renaming them is limited by your gullibility as a people. Yeah, and to to and I'm I'm going to ask somebody to double check me if you're out there listening. I'm going to assert that regular corporations, not just LLCs, uh, have all the same protections. Uh, that they do, but that is part when, of the when ad- I say limited liability, I'm talking about the technical legal term for the oh, I understand for not. So yes, it does apply to a Class C corporation. Mm-hmm. It applies to an S corporation. Yes. It applies to a C corporate to an LLC. Don't forget municipal corporations and a municipal corporation. Ooh, they have or even more government. protections that they do. Eight fifty five, four fifty free. Governments are just double O corporations. What do you think? What? How many different ways can we provide advantages to some that we like and dis? advantages to those we don't i want to hear from you again 855 450 free i want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet edge wallet at edge.app edge is the wallet i use more than any other and that was true long before edge wallet became a sponsor of free talk live edge wallet allows you to buy sell trade and securely hold your cryptocurrencies including bitcoin ethereum tokens monero ripple dash bitcoin cash and more It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's our toll-free number, 855-450-450. Three seven three three. We we've been talking about freedom gas. How about that freedom gas? Uh, that is what your government has 
expended a few calories and a few million dollars, evidently. Um, I'm not going to say that they've spent any money today. The only thing that they did was they referred to it in a press release by the Undersecretary of Energy, and that I probably can, cost him money. It probably well, yeah, you're paying that guy's salary, and that guy is a bureaucrat. Um, mo- more than likely, and we'll we'll have to double check it. Uh, probably not an elected official. Those probably just a guy who sits around administration after administration pushes uh, things around and. You know, if if he has an opinion on something, he can probably just slide it in. You don't need to have laws passed, not in our system. Bureaucrats can just do that through regulation. That's what they did here, right? They didn't pass a law. This was just an administrative regulatory change. Yeah, and you would not have heard about it uh, if you had not been listening to this show. I don't think that uh, (laughs) referring to uh, natural gas as uh, freedom gas or molecules of freedom it's going to have a big impact on anyone's life, but it is certainly uh, at least designed to inspire a little uh, a little hometown pride. Well, it's one little know. piece of Orwellian nonsense added into the universe of Orwellian <laughs> nonsense Thank that you. we swim in every day. <laughs> yes. Well, if I uh, rip one out here in the studio tonight, I'll be sure to ask you guys how that freedom's smelling. That, that <laughs> about like Washington. I'm just going to guess. Uh, it is it is a sad state of affairs. But we're going to go to the phones where we have. It's not a state. It's a federal district. It is. Did I say state? <laughs> yes, you said state of affairs. It's no, actually a federal district I of affairs. I get it. I get it. We're going to go to the phones where we've got Sarah calling in from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, well, it turns out that New Mexico, we have one of the highest rates of automobile uh, car insurance rates. Hmm. This is an aspect yeah, of, of I, New Mexico somehow I've missed. Now, is this Three. one of those states where you have to, um, I, it must be, right? Because there aren't very many states where it's not required. I think most states do require drivers to have auto insurance. And New Hampshire is one of a small number that don't? don't We're the know. only one that doesn't. Is it the only one? Yes. And as a result of that, I'm pretty sure we have the cheapest total cost of right. ownership for cars in the nation. Well, I don't know that's true because, I mean, it definitely my insurance rates did go down when I moved here. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, I've heard that the registration fees can be very expensive in New Hampshire because they charge you based on the year of the car. Okay. I've also so heard if it's newer, you pay through the nose. I've also heard that New Hampshire has a very high percentage of people that have and drive with auto insurance. Um, so this is sort on of their own volition. Yeah, on their own volition. Well, a lot of the reason to. for that is it's more affordable here because they gouge you if you're required by law to have it. Right. They can just raise the, the prices. The value you place on that is both the value you you place on having car insurance plus the value you place on not going to jail, which can be very high. And they know you have well, to buy, so they can raise the raise the rates. Go ahead, you sir. Know, cartelize. Well the, the reason, well, the reason why the rates are so high here is, is because they have to pay out so much money because of all of the car accidents. And? I mean, that, I mean if you were to ask uh, farmers insurance and ask their statistics, why do you charge so much? because well, everybody here is running red lights, stop signs. I don't think you, you get hit uh, with insurance increases for running a red light or a stop sign. Uh, especially well, if, only if you hit something. Right. Or if you were hit by a uh, another car. Uh, 
Sarah, thank you for your call. Um, She's constantly concerned <laughs> with uh, with the automotive uh, situation there, people getting into uh, car accidents and such. But I, I'm i pretty know. sure she's on the payroll of Moms Against Cars. I think so, too. Uh, we're going to stay on the phones, and we're going to go to Peter in Washington, D.C. Peter, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Peter. Hey, guys, I just wanted to talk about... Yes, I just wanted to talk about uh, Julian Assange. Yeah. Um, as you may know, he recently, uh, there was a report out that he's on the verge of literally dying from his illness, uh, I, I guess due to him not receiving proper medical care, given that he was essentially locked up in uh, Ecuador for quite some time, and all the uh, nonsense that has been going on ever since... Um, they, you know, they literally kicked him out. But well, now, wait, do you think it to, has to do with uh, with the, his time in the Ecuadorian embassy or his time in jail? Because they, you know, typically you yeah, don't get I, taken I would, good care of while you're in uh, inside a uh, a government-run jail or prison facility. Whereas if he's in the Ecuadorian embassy, there would be nothing preventing a, a doctor from coming and visiting. I mean, he could easily have visitors. I mean, it wasn't easy, but you could, you know, Pamela Anderson came to visit him there on a few occasions. Right. Uh, media people came in. Right. So if he needed a doctor, I think he could have gotten it uh, easily while at the embassy but now that he's in the care of the state said so hmm? or at least gotten the word out that he needed a, or at least gotten the word out that he needed a doctor and couldn't get one well and to be clear his uh his barrister his his lawyer his solicitor i guess that would be the correct term uh told the judge at westminster magistrates court in london on thursday that assange was too ill to appear by video link from prison wow Um, that's ill well, according to Josh Signerson of News to Share, I got this from him uh, personally last night. He says that his source near Assange, uh, and it's an unnamed source, and there's and it's not double sourced; it's only single source. So take it what it's worth. But he trusts the guy. Um, he says that the that close Assange uh, associates are saying that he is being poisoned and oh, or man. abused in custody yeah it says here um, that it's he's already been in their custody for seven weeks now and uh, right. grave concerns according to sky.com for its founder uh, this is from wikileaks that he has dramatically lost weight during those seven weeks so it sounds like he's been spiraling down over just the last se- uh, seven weeks so i wouldn't put the blame on the uh, the ecuadorians for this one i mean the his conditions right. at the embassy may not have been the best but it wasn't prison Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. But I guess the the essence of my uh, of my call was to note how uh, other you know journalists, uh, especially this week, haven't been talking about uh, what's been going on to Julian. On the contrary, right. uh, you know they've been obsessed for two years, right? Two years, and and continuing about this Russian uh, nonsense story, mm-hmm. and uh, it just shows you the power of the state. And uh, I think Ron Paul says it. You know, says it right that uh, treason is essentially, uh, you know, it, it's evil in an empire that lies, and they get you um, if you tell the, the truth. The correct it, Paul it quote, also, let me let right. me fix your quote there, bro. Uh, what he said is truth is treason in an empire of right. lies. Right. Yeah. There you go. But I, I, the the essence again uh, for mainstream media is that they don't show you any news. All they show you uh, the news that they do report. It has to do with factions within the deep state, right? Mm. Uh, for example, Obama said this. Now, now it's Trump. 
right. and it goes back and forth yeah. with the faction. Yeah. And not uh, just the deep state, but the entire, entire regulatory industrial complex, because the major right. corporations are in on the game. Facebook is in on the game. Twitter is in on the game. General Motors is in on the game. Uh, the defense contractors, Lockheed Martin, they're right. in on the game, too. I think what's uh, what's really interesting, and I think I find it fascinating, I've always found it fascinating, but WikiLeaks was revolutionary. I mean, beyond mm-hmm. revolutionary. We have always had uh, the occasional whistleblower that would make his way out and he sure. wouldn't, wouldn't get papers. whacked on the way out. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, yeah, going back to the Pentagon Papers is a great mm-hmm. example. But we've... And we've always had conspiracy theories, you know, well, mm. you know, this guy told this guy and so on and so on. But, but imagine we have, if they'd put Woodward and Bernstein in jail for publishing the Pentagon Papers. Oh, they would have loved to. But I they think they wanted my, to. Yeah, absolutely. Supreme Court said they couldn't. My, my point is, is that for the first time, we actually have factual proof. We have real documents that even our government doesn't question the authenticity of. And that's pretty We've powerful. got the documents and they're making the frogs gay. Peter, thanks <laughs> for the call. call. Thanks yeah. for making that. I'm glad he brought that up because yeah. it was in my list of things to talk about here tonight. So it's a good excuse to uh, get into it. We can talk more about it, too, coming up. Absolutely. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. 855 855- 453. That's 855-450-3733. You can also hit us up on Discord. Discord, you can load an app, use your high-speed internet connection and your quality microphone and contact us, just like calling in on our 1-800 number. But you'll sound like you're right here in the studio with us. You can find out how to connect at discord.freetalklive.com. And we've been talking about, uh, we were talking briefly about Julian Assange and... Not doing so hot in the... Not uh, doing well at all. The prison in which he's being held for what is a 12-month sentence, if you recall, uh, for not going to court in the UK. And then, of course, after uh, he serves that time, they are going to likely extradite him to the United States. If he survives uh, in prison there, and apparently he's lost quite a bit of weight... Uh, basically wasting away. Now, what are the reasons for this? Does he have some sort of a medical condition combined with perhaps abuse at the hands of his captors, um, maybe starving him to, to some extent? Who knows what's going on here? And according to sources that uh, let the one of the few journalists that I actually trust, uh, Josh Signerson of uh, News to Share, is reporting that uh, sources close to Assange are saying he's being poisoned. Poisoned. Well, now that would be a, a very interesting way for the government to prevent him from having things to say at a public trial, Absolutely. right? So, like, yeah. he never makes it to trial. You don't ever get to see what his defense is, and he never gets to indict who you know whoever yeah. he would indict it. And when you think about it, their behavior is very strange. Now, imagine that you are facing. A misdemeanor charge of, say, driving on suspended license that carries mm-hmm. a year in jail. You're also ch- facing murder charges in another jurisdiction, and you get arrested in still a third ju- ju- jurisdiction. 
They're not going to extradite you to the place with the misdemeanor. They're going to extradite you to the place with the felonies, sure. the serious things. Right. So what you would expect and what you would expect all American influence to be pulling for is for him to be for the British to drop the trivial charge against him so he could be extradited to the United States, interrogated, and tried. The only reason I can think of for not doing that is you want him in a jail where he is not protected by the U.S. Constitution. And the British government has a long, proud history of torture and murder well, I mean, in the look, Tower of London that goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. It's not like the U.S. jail uh, prison system has a stellar record of treating its inmates correctly. I get oh, a, absolutely I get a, not. A prison legal news, I imagine you've seen it before. It's a thick monthly newsprint publication that mm-hmm. comes to this studio. Uh, Lance Weber, former uh, attorney, mm-hmm. Liberty attorney up here, um, subscribed me to it while I was in jail. So I don't know if he sent you a subscription he of it didn't, as well. But, and I really wanted uh, one. I'll, next time. It comes here every month. And it is chock full Month after month after month of just prison abuse, prison neglect, prison yes. failure to, you know, whatever obligations right. they have to take care of their prisoners, whether it's uh, scandals about the medical systems in these prisons not taking care of mm. people appropriately, or whether it's a scandal about, uh, you know, these phone systems ripping people off from mm-hmm. top to bottom, uh, just gouging uh, prisoners and their families. I mean, these people Absolutely. get screwed over so many different ways. You know, Joe Arpaio is just the, this, you know, kind of historically bad sheriff from Maricopa County, Arizona. Arizona. Or He's historic- just scratching the surface. Well, the oh, yeah. thing is, and Rick Van Winkler had some interesting That's comments. That's the local uh, superintendent. Yeah, the in, superintendent here. of the local in j- jail and I had a conversation about Joe Arapaio one mm-hmm. time, and he said, you know, the people who go through these supposedly really tough uh, camps that uh, Arapaio runs are by going to those camps, they're cutting their time inside in half. And he said, you know, he's seen the vo- the footage of uh, the sheriff walking through those camps. Mm-hmm. And what he says is that if they were really put out by that, somebody would have whacked that guy by now. So basically, they're trading their participation in this in in this program. I had not heard uh, that you got time off for going to Tent I, I City. Hadn't either. Uh, that's, yeah, well, uh, that's that's what Rick Van Winkler tells me. That could mm, be wrong. I'd love to know, interview I, him yeah. sometime about it. Right. Well, either way, Tent City's been closed down, and Arpaio is yes. no longer the sheriff, so it's over. Oh, good for that. Yeah, that doesn't right. mean it's that much better, but at least it's not as bad as it's been. Now you yeah. got a presidential pardon out of all that. Did he really? Yeah, he yeah, did. That's right. That's yes. right. Yeah, Pardon that's one Trump. of the reasons. I got some people on my uh, on that I correspond with who still think that uh, that Trump is going to drain the swamp, and it's like, no, <laughs> Trump has become a swamp monster. The uh, there's another journalist that we've covered in the past here on Free Talk Live, and the story is actually. Oh, wow. It's actually a little bit older than I, I thought it was. Uh, Barrett Brown apparently got out. And I'm sorry, this I thought this was new. This is actually circa 2016. So wow. he's he's been out. This is the guy who went to prison for four years uh, for posting a link in a chat room. Yeah. This was had to do with Stratfor uh, leak. That's um, a contractor. Intelligence contractor, firm. Was it a yeah. link to WikiLeaks? No. It, it okay. was... 
if I recall, it seems like there was all kinds like a of hacked trove of information. Yeah, basically. somehow this stuff got out. And what was interesting was somebody posted on my stupid Facebook page, you know, hey, here's the link to all the hacks strat for because that it became news. Sure. I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. Here's all these financial documents. Here's all this stuff. Nothing that I found really interesting. Uh, but I'm like, I'll, I'll copy a link and paste it there. That act was what barrett brown ends up going to jail for for five years or sentenced to five years he ended up in a halfway house for uh looks like the last part of it but four years uh inside the federal correction institute in texas three rivers fci i'm not sure where it's at in the constitution or in our you know hundreds of thousands of pages of laws but where is copy and paste covered um, I'm pretty sure under free speech and the First Amendment to the That's Bill of Rights. Right. Um, I mean, this is crystal clear. But what happened to Barrett Brown was like a canary in the mine uh, to some extent because it wasn't long after that that they put Ross Ulbricht in prison for life for programming a website. Also an act of freedom of speech. Programming, you know, typing into a computer and compiling some code into a website is is now a crime in the United States. And we ought to be really scared about that. Further, uh, you also had more recently the targeting of, uh, it wasn't Craigslist, but Backpage.com. Yes. Also, again, people just running a website mm-hmm. for what their users did with that website. They were held responsible for it. This is a frightening chilling yeah. of freedom of speech on the Internet. And that's it been really a longstanding is. thing that the a website operator would not be responsible for the actions of, there's a name for this, uh, would mm-hmm. not be a, a responsible for the actions of its users or what they write. And, They're a common carrier. Yes, mm. uh, but this this idea that that the government's going to step in and and lay down its version of morality um, or laws that it perceives could be violated mm-hmm. is insanity. But Facebook opened the door to not being a common carrier by censoring its own service because a common carrier by definition isn't supposed to censor anything at all so as soon as you give up mm. your status as a common ca- censor common carrier by being able to censor in the first place as in not putting it on the blockchain and saying i couldn't censor it if i tried right that's when you become a legal target that's when the government will use your corporate form as something they can attack in order to suppress free speech it's happening with uh torrents for instance uh, internet service providers if they catch you torrenting a show that is copyrighted they'll send you a cease and desist notice and say we d- we noticed that you were sharing the latest episode of game of thrones or whatever and then they'll uh, they'll say if you don't stop we'll shut your internet service off nothing new there mm-hmm. i remember my I, me getting one of those because my, i was one of our kids at home in sure 2012 was just blame it on the kids. Let me tell you, uh, whatever it was, it was like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninjas. or okay, It was yeah. something absolutely absurd. The size of the torrent of mm-hmm. the file behind the torrent was like 105K. I'm like, you idiots. There's no way that could be a full movie. Come on. Yeah. If you're going to torrent something, at least get the whole thing. Well, know what you're doing. Look for the uh, feedback on the torrents. Yeah. But I think there will be a new torrents, torrent system coming soon i I, well the existing one does a pretty good job it does a good job of transmitting the files what it does a bad job of is keeping its users anonymous indeed 855 450 free 
We're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the loss of your freedom, either by government hands or by end-user agreements, because if you've got complaints about Facebook, how they're treating you, you probably signed up, you probably clicked OK on something that gave them that right to do it. Should that be more closely scrutinized 855 would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette he's keynoting Freedom Fest this year I for one am thrilled Freedom Fest is the largest liberty oriented gathering in the world they take a big tent approach with libertarians conservatives liberals anarchists capitalists and just open minded people mingling together to hear real debates share real solutions and converse freely this year's theme is the wild west a time of liberty and opportunity or a time of anarchy and violence maybe both go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and get your tickets now. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry, but I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL 50 for a discount. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. Thank you for joining us for hour number two of our three-hour show. We do three hours every night. Every day of the year, 365 days. A uh, three-hour tour. No, <laughs> uh, But we enjoy it, and we love taking your calls because you guys come up with some really interesting topics, and we appreciate that. The we I refer to is myself, Chris. Hey, I'm Ian. And nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. So would that make you Gilligan and him the skipper? No, what? Is that a weight thing? <laughs> we, we look pro- yeah, that yeah, would was, probably be the way to go. Cause, was, you know, you've, oh, e- yeah. Ian is Ian is Gilligan. I mean, geez, he's, he, you weigh like, <laughs> like one of my forearms. Oh, well, there is that. There is that. He might be a, he might be a better Gilligan. Right. I didn't go with Ginger because I I don't find you that attractive. Oh, not the Aria's not here. See, not the I year, like Marianne the, better. Well, everybody uh, likes Marianne's Paul. the hottie. I think everybody liked Marianne better. I think Marianne had that girl next door thing, somewhat attainable. While while Ginger was just aloof and yeah, nobody's. She was shot. cast from pure unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, we were talking about Barrett Brown. We uh, the call it uh, this conversation about whistleblowers and people being prosecuted for things that one would think are protected by our first amendment to our constitution but the reality is is uh the government doesn't really protect us from much of anything and no, the constitution they, doesn't protect us from well, anything they protect us from knowledge wisdom information yeah, truth Let's keep, <laughs> keep that out of the hands of the people um, but you have a little bit more. We were talking about Barrett Brown. Yeah, this is was... the uh, the reporter who had his home raided by the FBI. His computers were seized because he put a link to some documents from the Stratfor company uh, that had he had not hacked Stratfor. He was not involved with Anonymous and their uh, their taking of these documents. He just linked to them in a chat room, and that got him uh, charged with uh, various different things. In fact, prosecutors went so far as to threaten his mother 
with obstruction of justice for hiding his laptops in her kitchen cabinet. Brown posted a somewhat unhinged YouTube video threatening to launch his own personal investigation into the FBI agent in charge, Robert Smith, uh, to, quote, ruin Fake his name uh, to, <laughs> quote, ruin his life and look into his effing kids. Uh, Brown blames the threats on a manic episode brought on by withdrawal from his antidepressant as well as heroin, an addiction he's been fighting for years. This is uh, from the Wired.com story out of 2016 about him getting uh, getting out of prison and kind of his plan to continue going after. He's not going to back down uh, from being a journalist. However, recent news, I did find a, a recent story about him, this from the end of April. He apparently recently burned his National Magazine Award. Why? Well, it was a protest against The Intercept. You know them? Yeah, that was uh, started by... um, Glenn Greenwald, Greenwald. the very person who... Now, I don't think Glenn was the money man behind the site, but... He was the uh, the prime kind of editor or whatever. He was the big name journalist that uh, had his face on the site. Basically, right. in, was he still in charge when uh, when this happened? Greenwald's still there. I'm okay. pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. He's one of the main main journalists behind uh, the Intercept. And of course, Greenwald, for those that don't know, is the main journalist who helped Edward Snowden uh, release documents way back when in you know 2013. Sure, he and uh, Laura Petrus of the New York Times, I believe. So there was yeah. a, apparently a very strange decision here from the Intercept. This is what uh, Barrett Brown was protesting. The Intercept ch- uh, decided to close their Edward Snowden archive. Huh. Now he did this protest, uh, Barrett Brown, on a live stream from his home. While the outlet staffers celebrated their news publication's fifth birthday in New York, on Twitter, Brown lambasted the, quote, self-congratulatory party, then incinerated the journalism award that he won in 2016 for a series of columns written for The Intercept while he was in prison, called the Barrett Brown Review of Arts and Letters in Jail. The Intercept's parent company, First Look Media, made the controversial decision this March to shutter access to its Snowden archive and lay off the research team that had maintained it. The archive represented a portion of the trove of National Security Agency documents that had been provided by whistleblower Edward Snowden in 2013 to journalists Laura Poitras and Glenn Greenwald, who would go on to help found The Intercept with the expressed mission of, quote, aggressively reporting on them. Right. These... I would really love to ask Glenn Greenwald why he did that, because he's a person of reputation. He's got a reputation which leads me to believe that he's generally on the right side of things, Mm -hmm. and I would really like to hear from the horse's mouth why he closed that archive, and also whether there are full copies of that archive out there elsewhere. would presume someone copied it, but the Snowden link included millions of highly classified documents and turned out to yield explosive revelations about mass surveillance. Over the last five years, the disclosure continued to produce major news stories, with The Intercept one of the few publications still dedicated to reporting on and publishing the documents into this year. The decision to close the archive entirely was first announced in an internal email to employees from First Look CEO Michael Bloom. So it wasn't Greenwald who made the the decision. He's just like their head reporter, basically. He's not Well, that's the other thing. One One possible response from Greenwald would have been, you know, that was a horrible thing and I'm looking for a new job. From uh, their CEO, Michael Bloom, who cited budget reprioritization as the reason for the, quote, restructuring. 
Poitras, in particular, however, was angry. Before the decision was made public, she issued multiple internal emails to the CEO and company board of directors opposing it, but to no effect. On March 23rd, two weeks after the news went public, Brown published a detailed timeline of events and leaked internal correspondence given to him by someone involved, exposing the internal process that led to the axing of the archive. Sounds like somebody got to the money men and the money men got to the organization. He then decided to burn his award on the night of the Intercept's five-year anniversary party. The closure of the archives, in his view, is evidence of a deeper lack of understanding of the leak's intrinsic value to current conversations of the surveillance state and a part of a wider perceived inertia or failure within the media, which he contrasts with the risks taken by whistleblowers and activists often imprisoned for leaking revelatory materials. Quote, I'd already vowed to burn my National Magazine Award shortly after learning of the closure, he told the Daily Dot, but further said, quote, These people have the right to do whatever they like, but when they pretend to be competent to make that decision, it's necessary that their surreal failures to handle even the things I handed them with a bow on it be made very, very plain. And I, I've got to say, you know, okay, did, did somebody make the call and said, you know what, we're just not getting the Snowden stuff like we used to? Well, like Ian said, there are millions and millions of documents that Mm -hmm. Snowden turned over, and God knows what Mm -hmm. is not being found because this stuff isn't accessible. Well, if you leave it open, you let the the internet crowdsource it. And also because of the media blackout that has surrounded all of this stuff. One of the most horrific things of the whole WikiLeaks thing is that the American media absolutely refuses to cover the content of the links. Well, they will. The only story they've carried on it has been Pizzagate, but the Mm -hmm. version of Pizzagate that that they carried wasn't even, it was a lie. It was mischaracterized. It wasn't what they said it was. Right. They, well... Read into that what you will. Powers. That what be. I read into it is unless you were willing to lie and tow the government line, you don't get a license to broadcast. Right. Yeah. Well, there's <laughs> there's that. Well, in this case, it's an internet site, so there is no license uh, to uh, to you know put this information out there. The Intercept isn't right. a government licensed uh, group. No, the go- the Intercept is not. They're uh, apparently licensed by their their money people though, mm-hmm. and yeah. so that was the, you, there's always somebody to get to if people know. Who's supporting the organization? Well, I remember being so jazzed about the Intercept because I yeah. followed Green, Glenn Greenwald. You know, was, well, they've had some great reporting. Yeah, I mean, and really in-depth, be- useful reporting. I mean, I knew who Glenn Greenwald was well before the Snowden stuff. Okay, yeah. um, he was know, with the Guardian. Yeah, but he was one of those rare libertarian voices that you would occasionally see. I know, I know, you're going to shake your head at that. Um, but occasionally you would see him taking on liberty liberty issues. He's good and- at questioning the status quo in the state. That's that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Barrett Brown's got a few more excoriating things to say about the state of the media today. Well, I want to oh, hear good. more about that. 855-450-FREE. We're talking Barrett Brown. We're talking Julian Assange. We're talking whistleblowers and people that want you to hear the truth. This is a good thing, and it's what you're entitled to when your own government you can't trust. This is Free Talk Live. That's our toll-free number, 855-450-3733. Or you can hit us up on Discord. That's discord.lrn.fm. Just load that app, use your high-speed internet, and your quality microphone. You will sound great. 
we've been talking about censorship and we've been talking about whistleblowers and Barrett Brown, who was basically prosecuted for sharing a link to some Strat 4 documents. This was a few years back and we were talking about Julian Assange, who has some health issues, it sounds like, and questions about whether how he has been treated in the UK's prison system and what's going on with Julian. Um, well, I suspect if Julian Assange were on a hunger strike, we would know about that because right. generally you'd want to publicize it's something that. you announce. Right. Yeah, and he, he's he being abused. In contact with his attorney. Yeah, he's he's. It sounds to me like he's being abused or starved, or as you suggested, perhaps even poisoned. Yeah, uh, while he's in there, poisoned or drugged. Because I mean, the thing is, if you're going to investigate, if you're going to be uh, interrogating someone, and you don't want the de- him to report the details of his interrogation to an attorney, mm-hmm. one ways you can do that is rohypnol or something that's going to slow the mind, confuse the memory. You know. By the way, uh, Bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything Bitcoin Cash related. Bitcoin.com can help you choose a Bitcoin Cash wallet. Buy Bitcoin Cash show you where you can spend your Bitcoin Cash. You can read the latest news and engage with the community on their forums. Just go to Bitcoin.com and don't forget to check out their new local.bitcoin.com site that's going to launch coming up on Tuesday next week, which uh, I'm pretty interested to uh, to give that a try. It'll allow people to buy and sell Bitcoin Cash without any of those pesky know-your-customer uh, identification requirements. At least the site won't have those. Each individual seller will get to decide how to handle that individually, and the conversations are purportedly going to be encrypted between buyers and sellers. So you can go there and register for, uh, for an account right now at local.bitcoin.com. And we're going nice. to go to the phones where we've got Trey calling in from Arkansas. Trey, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. Uh, so I don't know about the Hillary Clinton commencement speech at Hunter College the other day, but basically instead of talking about the students, she made this whole speech about herself, you know, and then <laughs> out of nowhere, Hillary. she just takes it's politicians. Yeah. She's a classic Hillary. All right. And then towards the end, she, uh, you know, like out of nowhere, she takes the microphone off the stand and she starts uh, frantically shoving it in her floppy cunt squirting Whoa. all over the LRN.FM. Sir. Appreciate that. Can't say that on the radio. Yeah, that's that's one of those words. I don't even think that even made it into the seven. I think that's eight, nine, ten, or eleven. Yeah, Carlin seven. Yeah, that yeah, wasn't right. one of Carlin seven. Um, unbelievable. That's but too bad. yeah, there was a lot of press. Uh, Grow up. Yeah, absolutely. About Hillary's speech, and it was pretty much a Hillary loving and Trump hating speech. That's what I heard. Yeah. Um, but well, she's she's playing to her base, right? Of course. And uh, she's had, a col. It was a college, was it? Yeah. Commencement speech. Yeah, I mean, mostly yeah. liberals, probably. Absolutely. I really read the headline and said, "Well, that's something I can skip today and continue on." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. you're not gonna you're not she's gonna get so any new information. Desperately trying to stay relevant, you know. I I'm really curious because I do think she's going to run for president again. Oh really? I think, okay. I th- I think you she, think she's going to be last in. I think she will, mm-hmm. and I think the idea is to be. I think they're setting up some sacrificial lambs right now. I think Joe Biden's going to be the first sacrificial lamb. Well, hopefully, I did read an article that was alleging that the the uh, Democrats are planning on culling the field. They hope to eliminate fifty percent of 
the field shortly. Yeah, and that'll probably be, you know, five or six leave the primary and a couple are found hanging from their doorknobs. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I think that would reduce Are there like 20 people running on the Democrat side? It's Yeah, it's it's a huge field. Everybody wants a piece of Trump. And they feel it's a, he's an easy target, and, you know, in some ways he could be. I'm, I'm not going to call this one. See, I don't see him as an easy target at all. I think the Trump, the difference between the Trump base and the Clinton base is that the Trump base is armed and the Clinton base is helpless. So if the, if the election doesn't go the way the Trump base likes, then what happens there? They've got tactical advantage up the yin yang and nobody's going to start shooting at if a democrat gets elected i i it didn't don't happen know. with barack obama it didn't it's not happen, happen with, with obama Hillary. but it is it didn't civility has been falling and political violence has been rising all of a sudden i mean we didn't have antifa eight years ago but the people on but the left it? are less likely to take to the streets and be violent right like i would agree not really they're more likely to show up and brain you with a bike lock wait did they're i say the left likely- i'm sorry i meant the right the people on the right <laughs> okay. are less likely to show up they're also similar to me but uh, yeah. the people on the right are more you know they see themselves as more of the respectable you know we're we're the good guys kind of kind of class right and they uh, do but they also see see the importance of the second amendment and the question is how many of those guys can you brain with with bike locks before the rest of them say well i'll tell you what since Mm -hmm. i'm a second amendment believer next time you try and swing a bike lock at me why don't i shoot you in the face and that'll solve that problem and it's a reasonable it's a reasonable response because those bike locks can kill the the tea parties were nothing compared to the occupy movement right i mean they they both sort of happened at around the same time they both involved uh large groups of a certain political belief system coming together in public Mm -hmm. Yep. And having no real effect on anything. Uh, and the the people on the left with Occupy seem to have more staying power. They seem to be, you know, because they probably didn't have jobs. Uh, yeah, they to didn't go have to, anywhere else to be. Yeah. So you have, uh, I don't know. I, I think there's going to have to be a lot more left wing violence uh, for there ever to get to uh, a shooting. Um, mm. to big time shooting. I mean, well, You're gonna the thing have these is, little what's going to happen but... if, say, Bernie Sanders gets elected? A huge wave of left-wing violence by the government. Left-wing violence? Yes, by the government, because what he's a socialist, and so he's going to have to up taxes. That's left-wing oh, violence. He's going to yeah. re, uh, regulate. But it's not visible violence. Business. I mean, we it's know not it's physical violence. But we know it's the violence when the pol- police come to the door. Mm-hmm. If the police don't come to the door, you don't have enforcement on your regulation. If the police do ha- come to the door, that's when you see the violence. Well, and that's when you hope that the guy whose door they're coming to has an AR-15 and isn't going to go softly at least in my case well, i see i see what um, you're saying and it's a fantasy that i'm sure many libertarians have have had the well, idea i only that, fantasize about uh, other people going out that's shooting. what i'm saying i prefer to survive <laughs> yeah. and see the uh, end well, of the thing and that's right and that's why it won't happen <laughs> i mean for every uh kill dozer you know you've got most everybody else is going to just quietly go into custody i mean it's not right. going most, to happen most of them will but what happens 
once I mean people the time that people do like suicide attacks is when they when they feel themselves to have nothing no left choice. to yeah. lose you know so it's like if if the police show up I'm probably going to go quietly if the police show up and put their hoods up to drop to block their webcams at that point it's time for me to fear for my life because that's how they do when they want to shoot you off camera 855 453 We're not going to do, do that think? for tax dodgers do we see an imminent shooting war here in the U.S.? I don't think so, but I'm not going to rule it out uh, at some point in the future. 855-453, this is Free Talk Live. Bitcoin.com wants you to know about SaveItPurse.com. Since launching in 2014, over 200,000 users have saved an average of 15% for a combined $4 million using Bitcoin, or BTC. And now, you can use Bitcoin Cash, BCH, to fund your account. You can save between 5 to 33% on things you're going to buy anyway when you shop using SaveItPurse.com. Add items to your cart, fund your account, select your discount, and save. SaveItPurse.com. SaveATPurse.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-453, that's 855-450-3733. We're we're in hour number two, and we've we've been talking a lot of things. Rich wanted to talk about shooting wars. That got us a little distracted, but hey, who doesn't like to talk about a the the possibility of a second American Revolution? Um, I mean, a second American Revolution is is a possibility. I think it's it's a definite. It's it's going to happen. The question is, how long will it be? It could be. What will it look like? Right. It could be. Five- That's the big question. I mean, the thing is, if. It's it's like a divorce to some extent where, you know, what I would like to see is to see states start seceding and like, you know, imagine California's talked for secession, uh, talked about secession for a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing that California can do that I'm really going to support because I hate California except secession. secede. Yeah, get out. Get out of it. Okay. And that means that there's that much of the economy is now longer, no longer there to be milked to oppress the rest of us. You know, and, and as California goes, so the goes the rest thing. of the nation in a lot of cases, right? And, they started yeah. with cannabis decriminalization. They started with a lot of the uh, the taxes and other things like that. So let's have them start uh, secession and have other states uh, yeah. follow suit. Before we go and on with this conversation, of- I want to, sorry, I just got to get this in here about a uh, newer sponsor here on Free Talk Live. If you're trying to reach the crypto market specifically, or you want to spread mass awareness of your crypto technology, you need a communications company that specializes in that field. You know, your typical PR firm doesn't know what they're doing. Uh, in that area. Leveraging 35-plus different brands, part of the Investor Brand Network, and more than 5,000 downstream distribution partners, Cryptocurrency Wire combines the power of specialization with mass market reach. With their help, you can start connecting with crypto-friendly journalists and more than 1.6 million followers. Their commitment is to get the most eyes possible on your big news while it's fresh. Whether domestic or international, they can reach 56 different countries and also provide translation services. If your company is an important, relevant newsmaker, you need some one that specializes in the field to get your message heard. CryptocurrencyWire.com. We've even used them here at Free Talk Live. It's CryptocurrencyWire.com. So, I'm sorry, you were talking about the revolution there. Um, yeah, I mean, if 
I one of the many pages that I run is uh, called U.S. Exit, and and what we're what we encourage the states to do is for those of them who are sick of being tied to the other ones, get a divorce. This mm-hmm. has been a two hundred year marriage, and I'm sure it's it, abusive. It's abusive. Y'all need out of it. Not. <laughs> I'm not even blaming one side or the other. Y'all just need to be separate. And when that happens, my big hope is that one state, the state of New Hampshire, out of the 50 states, will become the free state. Because one thing that I expect is a lot of liberals, when they see the conservatives taking over in conservative towns or in conservative states, are going to blow town. A lot of conservatives in liberal areas, when they see the liberals taking over, are going to blow town. That's a lot of people moving around, and that's a great time for a whole bunch of libertarians to come back us up in the Free State Project and the Live Free or Die Project. Well, don't wait. Just come now rather than waiting for that. Yeah. But I, but because I think what we want to do is create people... the most freedom friendly place, so the uh, the the freedom hating conservatives and liberals leave here. Exactly, the people who are going to come when it hits the fan are going to be the people who had too much to leave to lose before, but now they've lost it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. There was uh, I was just reading a headline the other day. This was from uh, I think the Idaho State. Uh, statesman which is like a big paper in idaho mm-hmm. but uh they were just talking about a, a fundraiser that was held there for the 51st state called liberty this has been this sort of secessionist movement in eastern oregon eastern washington idaho parts of montana mm-hmm. um but they're you know they're pretty well organized and they're they're always proposing this at least in the washington uh, in the Washington State House, mm-hmm. Washington State State House, if that makes now, sense. Yeah, there is one possibility, I think, for a peaceful revolution that would restore peace in the United States and reduce acrimony. Okay, and that's a return to the concept of federalism. Because remember, when the country was first founded, the states were not supposed to all have the same policies. Each state was supposed to have its own policies. But if you didn't like the state you were in, you could move to a state that you liked better. So if you're pro-choice and you're living in a pro-life state, leave. Go to another state. If you're pro-life and you're living in a pro-choice state, leave. Go to another state. And choose your own tribe more specifically. But in order to make that happen, we have to take power away from the federal government and return it to the state governments. And I think the federal government has become too corrupt to give up that power. But they can choose. They can prove me wrong by just respecting the Ninth and Tenth Amendments. Well, uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. That the problem is, is that stuff was sliding not long after the Constitution was passed. Um, but it took the biggest hits in yeah. the turn of the century, well, uh, the turn first, of the ni- 20th century. The first traitor to the, to the Constitution was George Washington <laughs> when he put down the Whiskey Rebellion. So remember the Whiskey Rebellion, the Northeast will rise again. Right. <laughs> it's, it's insanity, but when you had the progressives who were able to get a lot of things passed and... You know, the fact that we have an income tax in, in this country was voted on and approved by a majority of state legislatures. The, the people were behind this idea. They were behind the idea that we can give up um, selecting our own legislators for the mm-hmm. U.S. Senate. Uh, we can just have that go to a popular vote. That was and another. That was in 1913, a yes. year that will live in 
infamy as marking the creation of the Federal Reserve, the creation of the income tax, and creation of... Was it an expansion of the war on drugs or the the beginnings? That stuff what, it was, what was all the in other that era. thing at nineteen. Well, no, it was the seventeenth amendment, which, which did away. It created popular oh, vote. Yes, for that the was Senate. the other one. Popular vote for the Senate in the seventeenth amendment. Thank you. Yeah, and if people aren't familiar with how things were prior to nineteen thirteen, state legislatures selected your senator. So mm. what you had was somebody who was responsible to the state. The state mm-hmm. was part of this compact of states. That was one of the core tenets of federalism, that, that the states themselves had a seat at the table. The people did through Congress, mm-hmm. through the House of Representatives, and the only, you know, and that's why the idea was it matters not who's president because that's not really an important job. More work is going to get done in the Senate mm-hmm. and the House. Exactly, exactly. The federal government was just supposed to be a military alliance between the states, coupled with an agreement that the states would consider to could continue to have open and free trade between each other. And what has happened is the opposite. Instead of open and free trade, we've got overregulated, cartelized trade. You do, and you have a lot of things, just a lot of things that people complain about now or argue about are the results of federal government seizing these these powers. Why is abortion an issue? Why is abortion yeah. a federal issue? It shouldn't be. This should be. Because no. people want to tell everybody what to do. Exactly. Yeah. And, and who were the people that wanted to? The progressives in the early 1900s. Yeah. And now we all think that we just have to turn to Washington to make sure they do what we want them to do. And that should be what the conservatives are going for if they believe that abortion is murder. And if they believe in the Tenth Amendment, then they need to remember that murder is a state issue, not a federal issue. At the same time, the Supreme Court waded into that with Roe versus Wade, which is a pro-choice person, I think, was wrongly decided because it violates the Tenth Amendment. Nothing tells the federal government that it has a right to mess with basically the murder statutes of various states. So each state should be able to define murder as it wants to, because all murder means is an unlawful killing. So abortion is murder if and only if it's illegal. Absolutely. 855 450 free. What do you think? Should we return to federalism? Is there a chance in hell we could if we wanted to? We'll talk about that. 855-450-FREE. This is Free Talk Live. Four five zero three seven three three in studio. It's Chris. I'm Ian, and the nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And uh, well, we've been all over the board, but Ian, your teeth look white. Well, <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> Just gotta say, <laughs> uh, you must be referring to my magic mud, which is a longtime uh, sponsor here on Free Talk Live. They're they're back. Actually, they took a few years off, and now they're back nice. after. Originally being on with us way back in the beginning, they've had a lot of growth in that period of time. We actually interviewed 
uh, Jessica Armand, who's one of the founders on Sunday Night Show earlier this week. And uh, if you want to have a wider, cleaner smile and fresh breath, then check out My Magic Mud. It's a black tooth powder made of charcoalized co- uh, coconut shells and bentonite clay. Sounds crazy, right? Well, we on Free Talk Live have been using My Magic Mud since they were just getting started and can testify it's a great product. So indispensable that we haven't been without it since the first time that we tried it. You can use it every day for four days, then three or four days, or every three or four days afterward, and you'll see effects. Clinically proven to whiten teeth and cleans better than regular toothpaste. You can get My Magic Mud at most local health food stores, Sprouts Natural Grocers, CVS, and Walmart's Natural Beauty Aisle. But you can get 20% off and you don't have to leave your house or office with code FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. Plus, if you order, I forget what the minimum amount is, but it's pretty low. Uh, If you order a certain amount of product, you get free shipping there as well. So save 20% with code FTL20. That's FTL like Free Talk Live. 20, FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. Great products. I got the toothpaste up in the bathroom right now. Hey, I got some from Mark, and I still have to try the toothpaste. They didn't always have the toothpaste, No, right? they That's... started with just the Magic Mud right. original product, but they've expanded their line since then. And what was the original product for? It was it, was it for teeth as well? Yeah. Or? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. gotcha. But so I'm a, I'm arguably, just... that's the more powerful version. Interesting. But we're absolutely It's also gonna... the messier version as well. <laughs> yeah. And that that's what I remember. Yeah. So I tried uh, my Magic Mud three, maybe three years ago, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, ran into the fine folks up at Rogers Campground during one of the great Liberty events up there. And I picked some up and I used it for a few days. My son was up here visiting and then my son left and suddenly i couldn't find my magic mud i suspect Uh-oh. but we both oh, wow. we both bought some that's mm. why I, I i think he may have taken you it jacked by your accident stash. <laughs> well it, it it there have been times when i and somebody else have bought the same thing and one of us has ended up with both of them right. cuz it was like oh there's my that i should throw that in the bag <laughs> while yours is already in the bag i suspect that's what happened so i'm not accusing my son of larceny this time god knows i have in the past <laughs> Where's that pack of cigarettes? Uh, mm. Anyway. So do you want to hear more from Barrett Brown? I, yeah. I find that kind of interesting. And, and we're, let's, yeah, talk he's, to us. He's going to excori- He's continuing to excoriate the uh, the mainstream media. He doesn't have any, uh, you know, water to tote at this point. He spent the last few years in prison. I got out. He got out in 2016 after four years behind uh, federal penitentiary bars for posting a link in a chat room. Uh, which was sort of one of the beginnings of the federal crackdown on freedom of speech on the Internet, and it's pretty scary. And the interesting thing is it's a precursor to the Trump war on the media. So that didn't start with Trump. It's just continuing with Trump. Exactly right. Uh, So in other posts that he made, this from the Daily Dot, daily com. Hold on. Can I point out that the war on the media really started at least as far back as I can remember with Adams? John Adams, um, John Adams, and the Alien and Seditions Act. I mean, if you, yeah, the Alien you and Sedition Act. Lincoln were... put people in prison too during oh, the absolutely. Civil War. So yeah. really, we're just continuing a, a long-held American tradition of stifling the press. Right. Yeah, this is just another battle in the war on on the press, really, between the U.S. government and the press. Yeah. Yep. Now it's expanding out to the internet, um, and it's it's pretty awful. And it's a big question: what? 
kind of internet we're going to end up with because the internet was started as a place where you weren't really bound by national laws mm-hmm. that much. Now it's changing. You're now right. you're bound by the laws of every nation at right. the same yeah. time. Look at the terrible GDPR or whatever oh they called it in, in Europe where yes. uh, a year ago or whatever they uh, it crammed all these notices down our throat. Every single website you ever went to sent you an email letting you know about their new GDPR policy that is going to affect you. Even though you don't live in Europe, it's still going to affect you. You're going to have to click accept <laughs> on the cookies notice on every single damn website no matter how many times you go to the damn site everywhere that I makes go. me sick every time i do it i just want to toss my cookies <laughs> <laughs> it is insane it's um, frustrating but what to answer your question i i don't think uh we haven't seen what the internet is going to be i don't think it's going to there's going to be the free internet and there's going to be the not free yes, internet i agree with you and completely. the free internet will be the hidden internet that's right. because that's the only way to keep it free yeah and well, I heard that EOS, uh, which is a cryptocurrency, now has a decentralized way of uh, doing domain name re- um, resolution. Really? Yeah. Really? So that, uh, which isn't a new concept. EOS, uh, not to get too deep in the letter uh, in the alphabet soup, but that's the thing that's supposed to be the uh, for the Internet of Things? No, that, no. you're thinking of IOTA. Yeah. Yeah, I am thinking of yeah. IOTA. Okay, yeah. thanks. EOS e- is... Um, Another cryptocurrency with like a programming language aspect, kind of like yes. Ethereum, from what I understand. Yes, um, I've I've kind of been into it somewhat for the last several months, just kind of experimenting with it. And uh, they have a bunch of sites. A lot of them are gambling sites, for instance. Oh, really? Uh, each whole... site has its own tokens on the EOS See, blockchain. That would be a great thing for the church to set up. Sure. A gambling site? That would be <laughs> The wonderful. thing that I've observed with these sites, um, and this is you know from a light amount of kind of investigation and, and checking into these things, but the tokens that I purchased on EOS, because what you can do with EOS is you can go to a decentralized exchange that uh, you automatically have all your stuff on. You don't have to load things into the exchange Correct. because it's all based in, in the EOS blockchain. It's looking at your wallet, not, right. at, not at a separate... You're authorizing it to look in your right, wallet. Non-custodial. And so you can exchange the EOS for tokens, tokens for EOS, and so on and so forth. And I'm sure there's some winners out there, but a lot of these sites are so fly-by-night or they, you know, they just don't last forever. Yes. Their tokens may look good initially, but then they fall off the radar. So, I mean, I lost my ass on uh, some of these tokens oh, big yeah, time. Yeah. Now, the um, price of EOS has gone up, so it's actually made up for it, but right. I've got like half the amount of EOS that I started <laughs> with. But what we're seeing is these are the first movers. These are the, yeah. the experimental right. stuff that's coming out, and EOS itself uh, is only, what, maybe not even a year old on mainnet. Is that right? Yeah, it's, okay. it's really new, but what you're seeing is EOS has really spurred the idea of dApps or digital, digital apps. apps. Yeah. Decentralized Decentralized apps. app. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And the um, other thing is if it becomes valueless because the people aren't winning the service aren't running the service well you can always deal with that by going in and starting your own service so you can start a better casino they can't stop you right and that's that's the beauty of eos and ethereum to some degree is the idea that you can build your own decentralized platform and ride on top of somebody else's and and through encryption and things like that this is where we get to the point of a of a second internet that can't be stopped on top of EOS or on top of Ethereum, and I, I think those are I have, I have my doubts whether Ethereum could scale to it. Um, I've, well, there was um, another coin uh, way way back, still out there called Namecoin, yeah. 
And the whole purpose of that was to have a decentralized uh, domain name resolution. So, so definitely mm-hmm. not a new idea, but I think we have better tools now that may enable these Well, it's never really to, caught on in any way, shape, no. or form. I mean, because the yeah. fact is the average person isn't looking for this. Can I get uh, Facebook on it? But, right. no. but why does it matter? The reason oh, it that it matters is because every time you see one of those takedown notices yep. on a Deep website, web. yeah. it, they're probably not physically controlling that server. What they've done is they've gone into the mm. DNS system that's and right. they've redirected the, the domain server to a new IP address. So if they can't do that, they can't seize your domain. Nobody can sue you for it yep. unless they make Namecoin believe they've got a uh, got a real argument or whoever, or uh, in this case, EOS. But it has to be, they have to convince a distributed service, not a centralized government authorized monopoly. What we have to do is convince people that you should look for decentralized solutions, solutions that don't have a headquarters that can be raided and all their servers can be shut down because right. somebody, it doesn't matter whether it's you or if it's the left or the right or anyone else, uh, things need to be designed so that no yeah. one can take them down except for yeah. you. Well, the first place to start, I think, is the same way they built the internet, which is set up dark web porn sites where nobody can look at, nobody can disturb your privacy and know what kind of porn you're looking at that will bring people to the dark web nobody knows what kind of porn you're looking at (laughs) nobody knows the trouble (laughs) i've seen (laughs) we're going to talk about that and we may yeah a little bit about barrett brown and we may talk about a vegan cafe that's going out of business in australia more for you this is free talk live business owners you want more customers accept cryptocurrencies There's people all around you just waiting to spend money at your store. If only you would take it. I know, you've been waiting till someone else makes it easy. Well, good news. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com adds Bitcoin to your point of sale, totally free. Use the same equipment you already have, now with Bitcoin. And unlike credit cards, there's no fees. Let the guys at HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com bring new customers to your store. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com for joining us for hour number three of our show. We do three hours every day, 365 days a year. But, I mean, once in a while. hour too. Oh, we already used that one. Rich, oh, come good on. God. I'm sorry. I didn't mark that used. Hey, but, there's always new people tuning, <laughs> tuning in. That's a good point. And not all stations uh, carry all three hours. If your station doesn't carry all three hours of Free Talk Live, give them a call. Let them know they should because you appreciate what we do. I but then again, the podcast listeners listen usually to the whole show, so they'll hear it more than once, which they exactly. might realize that. True. And that's a good point. You can all you can download every episode of Free Talk Live that what has ever been on near just about nearly, yeah. going yeah. back to go ahead Ian, two thousand uh, on the website. There's archives that go back to two thousand six, but there's a couple torrents that have uh, archives from before that. So wow. wow. So that's a lot of content, uh, and you yeah, can find more those. than you can listen to. Yeah, you can find those at archives.freetalklive.com. Um, pretty cool stuff. Go back and uh, and pick your, your dates in history you were interested mm-hmm. in, see what we were talking about regarding whatever was happening. Uh, in studio, it's myself, Chris. I'm Ian, and nobody formerly known as Rich Paul. And we've been talking about Barrett Brown. He's mad. 
He is he's, an angry, angry individual, and I can't blame him. He's protested uh, recently by burning his National Magazine Award at home. For those just tuning in that don't know the name Barrett Brown, he's the guy who went to prison for four years uh, during the Obama administration. But, of course, it could have happened under Trump or, or Bush. As you pointed out, uh, all these presidents are just uh, carrying out and continuing to uh, ratchet up the crackdown on Internet freedoms and freedom of speech. Uh, mm-hmm. He went to prison for posting a link to some hacked documents from the strap for and i i gotta confess here in case there are any federal agents listening uh i i copy and pasted that link too on my facebook page. well it was nice so, i'm sure you. pretty yeah. sure i paste but i i copied i'm sure i guarantee I'm, you they're listening i yeah uh but <laughs> I, I also am spartacus right uh, <laughs> but i'm pretty sure i copy and pasted it from somebody else who copy and pasted it so uh, uh, I, I evidently may become a victim of the war on copy and paste. Quick, somebody panic. So he recently, on a live stream from his home, burned his National Magazine Award in protest of The Intercept, which is a website that was founded uh, along with Glenn Greenwald, who, of course, everybody knows or people should know from the uh, Snowden releases years ago, uh, for taking down their Snowden archive. And uh, But that wasn't all. In other Medium posts and also in a Facebook post accompanying the certificate burning live stream on Tuesday, uh, this was at the end of April, Brown sought to demonstrate the dysfunctionality of the press by listing specific grievances with the conduct of former Intercept reporters and editors in handling or passing on relevant stories. He said, quote, the institutional press as a whole has proven that it cannot deal with information age threats that some of us have given have uh, that some of us have given them every opportunity to address, he said. Further, he said, so long as incompetence, a moral conduct, inertia, and all of these other factors are considered acceptable, the press will continue to fail, and the powerful will continue to develop capabilities involving information that we're already behind in understanding, even those of us who have spent a decade on the subject. And things that get corrupt tend to stay that way. So Mm -hmm. the way the only way that we can express our displeasure from it is moving on to replace the corrupt. Do something new. Exactly. Do something new. Create uh, your your own journalism. Find out about find out the truth about something and publish it. Some of the issues Brown outlined include the refusal of reporters to take seriously revelations about the private surveillance contractors uncovered a number of years ago by independent media outlets and groups like Project PM, which is Brown's own crowdsourced investigative collective. One specific incident cited by Brown to the Daily Dot, that's who's doing this reporting, uh, involved his frustrated attempts to have Intercept editorial staff bring attention to a sophisticated data mining apparatus called Romus Coin in 2011. Uncovered by volunteer researchers digging through the enormous file dump stolen from intelligence contractor H.B. Gary and published by anonymous hacktivists. Quote, Is that Romacoin, R-O-M-A-C-O-I-N? I'm sorry, I mis, uh, mispronounced it. It's Romus slash coin. Oh, okay. Uh, coin is all capitalized, so I suspect that's an uh, acronym for something. Uh, he said, among the specific people I'd warned repeatedly and at length was Greenwald 
who had been targeted by the same firms and initially been interested in the information my volunteers and I compiled for him, but gradually lost interest. He said further later, the 2016 election was undermined to some substantial degree via data mining and targeted propaganda operation by Cambridge Analytica in conjunction with Palantir and Archimedes, he continued, saying, which itself was one of the firms I'd exposed in my reporting on Romus Coin. Ah. The Intercept, however, according to Daily Dot, is not the only publication in the firing line. Of late, Brown has contacted several other outlets, including The New Yorker, over costly erroneous stories and questioning the work or motive of certain reporters who have since moved on to other organizations. I, I like the fact that he's still applying the heat to <laughs> what what is uh, the New York Times' famous byline? Is it, you know, all the news that it? fits we print? <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it uh but this this idea that these guys are the paragons of liberty uh because they keep everyone honest and they'll only do uh you know they'll do the yeah. investigation the investigative journalists they'll, they'll be the the fifth pillar of american freedom and and they don't do it they don't they, they'll do it as long as yeah. it sells some papers and as long as it doesn't anger anybody upstairs well and that's the thing is they don't they're not concerned with truth anymore. They're concerned with the official line. They, they, I mean, the, the new tagline for the New York Times should be all the news that fits the narrative, because if right. the news doesn't fit the narrative, it's not going to go in the New York Times. Well, it depends on how Most many, how many clicks it generates, too. So, again, you know, you, you have companies that are behaving like companies they're trying to do their best for the bottom line and and that means getting people to read it and for print journalism the only place they're going to get it now is online before i was an activist said brown i was primarily a press critic he regards journalistic failures as dangerous and is promising an alternative framework quote centered on curating crowdsourced research Unquote, supported by a process congress. He writes, quote, Naturally, if I can also discredit allegedly high-end journalists and editors largely by myself, it helps to give an indication of what we can do later this year. Unquote. A formal announcement's coming soon, he says. But until then, he hopes to single-handedly force oversight and accountability against those within the media. He said further in his closing notes, if burning this award helps to focus the necessary attention on how much worse the problem is and how much easier the solution can be than many think, then it's obviously worth burning, particularly since I have three other national award journalism awards <laughs> and all are equally worthless. Oh, man. Man, yeah. he's jaded. He for is. good reason, though. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, for good reason. And I wouldn't say he's completely jaded because it no, he's sounds doing like something. he's come up with a yeah. solution. And the easiest solution to this problem is... Have a blockchain that's completely uncensored. Mm. Anybody can publish to it. Now, most of the stuff there will probably be false. But once somebody said it, people can pour over that blockchain and it can't be deleted and they can try to confirm it. Okay, and I, it sounds like that's the kind of thing that, that he's talking about. I hope I've properly reversed engineered his, prod, his product from, well, you know, a three-sentence description of mm, it. But mm. that's, that's how I would implement the solution he described. The, the idea that Rich refers to is the idea that blockchains, because they're widely decentralized and distributed, that they can provide an immutable record that once something is there, it would never go away. And mm -hmm. for a lot of applications like keeping politicians and the press honest, mm -hmm. uh, keeping mm -hmm. a record forever of what they said is, is a big deal. And 
you know, we, we're still reaping, we were reaping the rewards of the Snowden stuff, uh, what, almost five years, five, six years after yeah, it happened? Years. Well, that would years. be a good thing to start with, is to is to put the root block of this thing, let it be the Snowden archive, and the can second anybody? block can have the... Uh, the uh, other archive, the Assange. Right, but after uh, after they basically locked down the Snowden stuff through the Intercept, we don't know what is available. 855 450 free. What do you think? Uh, should, should Barrett Brown be treated as a hero and not be forced to burn his document just to prove a point? This is Free Talk Live. Four five zero three seven three three in studio. You have Chris, Ian, and Rich for the artist formerly known as Nobody. No, no, the formerly artist, known as Rich. the Nobody, formerly known as Rich Paul. Right. So if you used to know him as Rich Paul, you can still call him that. He'll still answer by that, but he prefers if you call him Nobody. Don't call me late for supper. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but. We've been discussing freedom of the press and various ways that our government has squashed that. We don't really have that right anymore. And through, as Rich Paul referred to earlier, corporatism, um, Mm. which is really more, it's closer to how our oligarchy works than capitalism. Um, Capitalism gets blamed all the time for everything that goes wrong. But this has never really been about capitalism in our recent memory. Yeah, and the history of the world capitalism is actually interesting. In 1776, the same year as our Declaration of Independence was published, uh, Adam Smith wrote a book called The Wealth of Nations, and he was arguing for freer markets and for a departure from a from the system that they had which was called mercantilism in which trade was controlled by the king and the idea was to get as much gold into the country and the king that can get the most gold into his country wins okay uh so it was managed government managed trade he argued for free markets or capitalism and for a while we had more or less free markets but now we've returned to mercantilism under a new name corporatism hmm. but they claim that it's capitalism but that's not how yeah. any of this works yeah for for most people listening you probably never lived in a country that practiced capitalism uh you like to talk about it but it's the reality that this this thing has been out of control for a lot of years uh, if we're you're gonna, not free, the system isn't capitalism. That's it. Uh, we're going to go to Discord, where we've got Turd Ferguson on the line. Turd, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, how's it going, guys? Is my audio okay right now? Sound fine. Sound good. Great, great. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, so I'm pretty bummed out with the, uh, with LRN.FM today. I really like our LRN.FM, but I'm, I'm having a little bit of a bummed out day today. What's wrong, dude? Well, you know, specifically, I found out that it seems like at Packet Sniffer doesn't like my taste in women. And as a, as a matter of fact, <laughs> what's that have to do with the Liberty Radio Network? OK, exactly. did we pay him? Did we hire him to evaluate people's dating choices? Because I don't remember seeing Packet Sniffer. He's talking on about another roster. chatter in the Discord chat. Correct. It is. 
it bums me out because I want to go just go to LRN.FM to be a good person to hang out and just be a chill guy. But apparently, I have to feel guilty about being a straight guy in the LRN.FM Discord. If you feel guilty, of, uh, that's your own problem. Why do you well, feel no, guilty about not, being a straight not, guy, bro? Right. It's okay I, to be straight. This is the, the current year. I agree. <laughs> I agree it's okay to be straight. Well, what's the problem? I mean, whether he the packet, I don't know if packet sniffer straight or gay or whatever it is he is. I have no idea. Uh, but you know, people are generally not going to have the same taste in in women like. Between the three of us in the studio, we probably all have well, different tastes. I don't tastes. know because packet sounds a lot like package, and usually if you're straight, you're sniffing the pocket. But that's just what mm. I can derive from the name. <laughs> I, I agree. Can I can I please speak now for just okay? Uh, yeah, a explain the situation to us. Sure. So so the the deal is, is I agree. We all shouldn't have the same tastes as, as women. I mean, of course that would be ridiculous. But the problem is, I can't even go in, in, into the LRN Discord anymore. Mm. And have a and have a different taste of women than packet sniffer without being called gay. Or Isn't there a block feature on Discord? There is. Yeah. Why don't you hit that button? It, then you won't I have could. the problem. I think he that. wants the conflict. Well, then why are I, you complaining about the conflict? Secretly, I want the conflict. <laughs> so we're it's like, not a is, secret I, anymore. We just yeah. put it out over the air, <laughs> and, you, and you can't complain about it. <laughs> you can, okay, but we'll go ha ha ha. Right. <laughs> 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 I think he's threatening you with a good time. Why don't you go fight with Packet Sniffer? You guys can get a room or whatever you need to do. Work it out. There's no issue. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be totally down to deal with that otherwise, unfortunately. With getting there's... a room with him? No, just totally down to be Okay, because I was thinking if you're going to get a room with him, you might actually be gay and you just have to come to terms with it. No, see, the okay. problem is. See, here's the issue. I would have no problem with being gay at all. The issue is apparently being being any sexuality in the LRN Discord has become an issue because apparently if you're a 30-year-old and you think a 19-year-old with big boobs and, and tattoos is sexy, that apparently that's some kind of big issue now these days in 2019. Which well, I luckily I've grown out of that because I'm 51 and I like 19-year-olds with big boobs. So a bit, hopefully I've aged out of that criticism. Uh, I'm going to give you a little advice. Don't hug them um, by their shoulders from behind. Behind and yeah, this don't is a Biden tip. Don't sniff their hair from behind, me, definitely, yeah. or or grab them by the face while you're making speeches. That's creepy, right? <laughs> well, I would. I certainly wouldn't do any of that. The issue is, is is with even if I did do that in a private area where they had no issue, packet sniffer would certainly be able to call me out without issue mm. to the public. Well, that's because he's he's part. sucking up all the data on the network. That's what a packet oh. sniffer does. <laughs> 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 Thank you for finally right. getting my point, Rich Paul. I think this guy I'm is I'm not gay. sure what the point is here. I'm, I'm not sure either. Hey, I'm not sure why anyone cares. Kurt Ferguson, always yeah. appreciate your sure. calls. Uh, I don't know. If things happen in chat rooms, then work it out in chat yeah, rooms. Really. Uh, and if all else fails, Mama always told me, if you don't have anything nice to say, say something surreal. <laughs> is that what she said? No. <laughs> It's a lie. But it was a good one. True. 855-450-FREE. Or you can hit us up on Discord at discord.lrn.fm. You'll sound just as good as Turd Ferguson. Audio quality on those always amazing. Yeah, he me. sounded great. I don't know if the content was any better than Sarah, but, you know. No, no, no offense. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go there too. Uh, that yeah. was almost a Sarah call. And yeah, we, that, that was uh, not the. I, I mean, it's personal interests between you and other people. Uh, conflicts between you and other people are probably inter- interesting to you yeah, and to those to other people, the world. but not to anybody else. Rest uh, of the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with that said, you know we do appreciate people that connect with the show, however they happen to connect, yeah, and sure. uh, Discord happens to be one of those. It's not just audio; it's also text chat, and and we have a bunch of rooms on a bunch of different topics and. A lot of people hang out in in the on the air now, and uh, they sometimes they develop their own little beefs with each other and things like that. Um, Where's the beef? Now, the well, Church of the Invisible Hand does offer uh, mediation services. So, you know, we do all of our mediations under the seal of the confessional, so our clergy will not testify about matters that you've mediated about. And uh, so if you need mediation services, uh, you can get in touch with me at uh, facebook.com slash no, no, church.invisible.hand. No, 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 no. I thought you were I getting away from Facebook. I am getting. Aren't you Pope I, indigen, the, indigen on I the Discord indigen. server? Yeah, you can get me on Discord. That's Y'all where the problems Discord. are happening. Right. Discord. That's Don't where the Discord. Facebook okay. into That's this. where the conflict is, and you've got an account there, so all they got to do is private message you. Okay, go to Pope Indigen on Discord. I'll straighten you out or spank you or whatever it is you need. Maybe we'll find out more about Rich's unique mediation skills and uh, offerings. Anyway, yikes. Oh 855 450 free. I want to hear from you. It doesn't have to be about anything we've talked about, but anything you want to talk about. 855 450 free. This is Free Talk Live. I'm a little obsessed with My Magic Mud. Several years ago, I met Jessica Armand, the founder and CEO of My Magic Mud, and I didn't even know my teeth were coffee stained. A week's worth of use convinced me, and now I use it every three or four days. It's clinically proven to whiten teeth, and I think it cleans better, too. My Magic Mud's available at most local health food stores, Sprouts, Natural Grocers, CVS, Walmart's Natural Beauty Isle, but I can get it for you for 20% off with coupon code FTL20 at MyMagicMud.com. FTL20, MyMagicMud.com. That's 855-450-3733. That's our toll-free number. And uh, we've been talking about freedom of the press, but we're going to change it up a little bit. And I just, I hate this kind of news. I hate to hear that a business is closed. It's always sad, uh, usually. Uh, In this case, I'm kind of happy, but I'm not surprised. You ever hear of an Australian vegan cafe called Handsome Her? Ian, do you no. ever hear about this one? I haven't heard of it by name, this, but I think I know who they are. There you go. Well, they were a, they favored handsome women. Her. Handsome. This was the sign out front said, Handsome Her is a space for women by women. So it's like a feminist coffee shop. More or less. They should have called it the Cancer Cafe. Vegan. <laughs> House rules. Rule number one. Women have priority seating. Rule number well, two. Well, so long as I've got a face, you'll always have a place to sit. <laughs> Rule number two. Men will be charged an 18% premium Whoa. to reflect the gender 
pay gap, <laughs> which is false, which is donated to a women's service. Rule number three. Now, does that mean that they're also going to pay men uh, more? Uh, are they that they're going to have men working fewer hours to make up? F- because there's also the hour, the gender hour gap. Women make make more less money per year on average. Men work more hours per year on average. Isn't it funny that people who work more make more money than people who work less? <laughs> what a coincidence. What could possibly cause that? Their rule number three is respect goes both ways. So their uh, idea yeah, of respect. Yeah, but apparently not so much. <laughs> so you go in, you order your your vegan uh, lasagna or whatever it happens to be, and you you get an increase of eighteen percent on yours because you're male. But it's not all about the sex. Ah, uh, so they say. Now, what if you're ta- transgender? Do they hate transgender boys or transgender mm, girls? Good question. Well, in this case they're going to have plenty of time to consider that because a vegan cafe in australia that levied a tax on male customers is too close after becoming quote the punching bag of the internet unquote that's not the reason they're closing handsome her was accused of reverse sexism after opening in melbourne in 2017 sexism it's just sexism exactly (laughs) it would be reverse sexism if you hated your own gender and i do know some misandrist men and some misogynistic women that's the whole thing uh this they they made it upon themselves they put this policy out there that said we're going to charge men more uh, they made the announcement in a description of a Facebook event created to advertise their last day of business. The reaction to the man tax quote showed us how fragile masculinity is and, <laughs> and solidified the necessity for us to confront and dismantle patriarchy. Oh, sweetheart, sweetheart, you're so dumb and cute. Let me explain it to you. <laughs> no, what you prove to yourself is that the laws of economics are solid. <laughs> Not that masculinity is fragile. Yeah, and you can slice it any way you want, but if you want to play in the marketplace, you're going to take the uh, take the hits with the wins. I'm glad we had the opportunity to mansplain that to them. Thank you, yes. I'm sure that'll be brought up. Quote, We were just one little tiny shop on Sydney Road that was trying to carve out a swath of space to prioritize women and women's issues. And to try to carve an extra 18% out of men. Exactly. And suddenly (laughs) we became the punching bag of Melbourne and the internet, unquote. They added in another post on Facebook, the owners insisted they were not closing because of, quote, vitriol from men's rights activists, unquote. Or because closing because they're not making any money because they're awful. Now yeah. they said, we are not closing because we are not making enough money, unquote. Um, they're not. They're claiming they're not closing because they're not so making they're money. Claiming they they're claiming so they're, po- they're, 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 they're profitable but closing. Did you say yes. this was a restaurant or a coffee shop? It was a restaurant. restaurant. A vegan restaurant. Uh, yes, their their assertion is is that they were not losing money. I'm sure. And uh, that, right. you know, they Just didn't. Like every other restaurant that closes. They didn't really get tired of being beaten up in the international press because they were. Uh, the story goes back, you know, well like I said, for a couple of years. They got too. Because, you know, that's 
all they're doing there is misandering. Well, I mean, look, a you bunch know, of free press. Men. Well, right. But if that was actually something that the market could bear, if that was mm-hmm. something that there was a demand for, if there were all these women out there that wanted to go to a man-hating uh, restaurant, vegan restaurant, then right? all of the news media would have gotten them whatever attention they needed Man. for that to happen. And it didn't well, happen for the them. The problem was that, that, that there were a lot of feminist women who wanted to go to a man-hating uh, coffee, cl- coffee shop. They just couldn't find men to pay for. For it so <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem exactly. who's gonna pay to, to take that they'd have to pay their own way <laughs> we're gonna go to discord where we've got stefan on the line stefan can you hear me yeah just fine excellent what's on your mind well first of all leave it to the f-ing vegans to do that oh, second of all God. Thank you. I love that, that unnecessary really century he, beep. That he, he auto bleeps himself. I appreciate I that. I love that. So I, I can still get say the word without it being aired. But yeah, yeah, do that more. No, um, don't mess it up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rich. You. Anyway. Thank you. Um, I'm being a smarty. No, I was going to discuss the idea. Do you guys think that already a, voluntary... a better call than Turd Ferguson? By the way, go ahead. Do you guys think that a voluntary government can exist? Because at the moment. I'm running for mayor of my city. Really? Me too. And, Not yet. Yeah. Rich, you and found. the thing is, it's an interesting race because there's only two people. The you Democrats and the other guy? didn't even challenge him. Yeah. Cool. Wow. And he's quickly digging his own grave. Now, hold on. So is it a I'm, partisan uh, race or is it, it not? Is. It's partisan. It is, okay. but I ran as an independent because the Libertarian Party of Ohio is a joke. Oh, yeah. Um, didn't they run you out? Like, uh, Oh, they ran out? me out of town on a rail, dude. For governor. All because I, I talked happened. trash on the all-in-powerful Gary Johnson. Mm. But um, Oh, dear. I disagree with chief, you, but you shouldn't have been run out for it. My chief policy position... Uh, when I'm running for mayor right now, is the idea of opening a flea market that you charge people money to sell things at. So that way you'd be collecting funds voluntarily. And I've calculated that the amount of money that would be raised would be more than the city tax costs. Wait, so, you're running a... Wait, I'm, uh, why are you... Wait, you're going to run a flea market or... Does the town the city already... is going to run a flea market. Okay, does the city already have a farmer's market or something like that? No, we do not. Okay, Never so have. you're kind of starting from ground up. Okay. Yeah, I've and known... the idea would be you pay to sell things there. You pay the city mm-hmm. uh, to set up a booth, so that way people are opting in to the uh, fundraising for the city. They're not being mm-hmm. stolen from, and the idea is to raise mm-hmm. enough money that you can abolish the city tax. So basically you're talking about a similar thing to the, uh, to the uh, uh, Silk Road auction that we're doing this year at uh, Forkfest and Porkfest, where people are contributing items and then the money raised by selling those items uh, goes to the... Uh, it goes to the cost, so you're just saying in this case a percentage of the proceeds would go to the cause, and the other uh, per- uh, percentage of the proceeds would go back to the seller? Yeah. Or the donor? Okay. So basically, it would work like any other flea market. You know, you you pay to set up a booth, you keep the money from selling items, but the fee you pay to sell there goes to the city. So that way the city can still pay for things like parks and recreation, and, uh, this is going to be at a pretty big uh, flea market, isn't it? I mean, this is going to have to be massive. It's a very small town. There's only 13,000 people here. And, now, um, well, just to, to now, put this in perspective. Do you have some areas where you'd also like to cut spending? Because the more you can cut Absolutely. spending, the less you have to build your free, flea Absolutely. market. Absolutely. The school has, I mean, the city has three elementary schools. I want to shut down at least two of them. Nice. What, what but you must hate children. Today? Right. Huh? You must hate children. 
oh no, I love kids. That's why I'm telling them to go home and educate themselves instead of being brainwashed <laughs> yeah. by state propaganda. Okay, I got to hop in here because I just had to check into this, but there is some history behind this. Uh, farmers markets have deep roots in our history. Uh, the first decades of this century, most cities with at least 30,000 people sponsored municipal markets. Let's bring him back. And so, keep yeah, about we're going to bring you back after the after in, in just moments. a moment. Yeah. All right, uh, sounds eight, good. 855, 453. What do you think? Could, could a town survive just voluntarily? Sounds good to me. 855, 453. This is Free Talk Live. It's our final segment tonight, but who knows? If you uh, call us right away, maybe you'll get on the air. Again, that's 855-450-FREE. And we were talking about a vegan restaurant that put an 18%, basically a tax, a surcharge on any men who ate there. Unbelievably, Ian, they went out of business. That did not turn Sorry. out to be a good move. Oh, I'm, I'm all broken up about it. I really wanted to go to Australia so I could go eat a <laughs> meal that I would hate and pay 18% extra for because I am and a And you can feel man. like you're hated while you're sitting there eating it, oh, too. Can you imagine you know they the, all are... the vicious looks yeah. you would get? What's yeah. he doing? He's, Son of a he bitch. He paid the tax, and now he's, now he's, why is he smiling? Why is he laughing at me? I don't know. Again, 855-450-FREE. We were talking to Stefan in Ohio. I'd like to be fair, though. I've had some decent, like, vegan food, like some surprisingly good. There's, I, a, there's a buffet here in town that's, like, vegan, vegetarian, or whatever. And, right. Like, it's, some of it's actually pretty good. I've had one good vegan meal in my life, and mm-hmm. that was at Zorba the Buddha Rajneesh Vegetarian Cuisine. Hmm. If anybody saw the uh, documentary Wow Wild Country, it was the uh, it used to be the Antelope wild, Bar wild and West. Grill, um, but when the the Rajneeshis took it over, they converted it into a vegetarian restaurant. Huh. And the vegetarian lasagna, Kill it, I huh? hate to admit, was unbelievable. Huh. I don't believe you. Believe it. <laughs> believe it. We're going back to Stefan, who is, uh, Stefan's running for office, which is kind of cool, and he's running as an independent. We don't know if he's running against a Republican or a Democrat. It's a partisan a Republican. Yeah. And is it the incumbent, or are you guys both going to an yeah, open seat? It, it's an incumbent. Uh, he's in here, he's been in here for a long time, I think like eight years now. And I believe the only reason he's running again is because the uh, Republicans could not find anybody else that wanted to run. Now, I'll tell you one thing that I've thought of doing. You were talking about uh, shutting down schools. One of the things that I thought is if I was going to shut down schools, I could actually bribe the uh, teachers union into tolerating that idea by saying, what we'll do is we'll let the teachers union take over those schools. We'll seed the, we'll seed uh, the buildings to them. They can have them free and clear and they can run them as schools, but they have to convince the parents to pay them voluntarily for their service. Like everybody else, anybody else can start a school too. And if you do a better job than the teachers union does, which, you know, chances are a blind mole could do a better job than the teachers' union does, then you're well, going to get screw the business. 
if they screw it up, they can just sell it to somebody who wants to buy it. Right. Exactly. Right? Or maybe just take in new management. Right. But then, sure, let them let them elect their their principal. I think I that's one care. of the best ideas, Rich. Um, and it, it it gives people something who otherwise, when you're like, we're going to shut down the schools, it we're going to take bad. away your job. Is how that sounds yeah. when Arvin Vora says. Right. It, it sounds or, or bad. You hate you hate children. You hate educated children. Whereas, exactly. Whereas what you're talking about gives the teachers, and I think that not only should it be the teachers' union, but I, I would say a share of that school and the buildings and all the things that are associated with it should go to all the school employees. So not just the teachers, but yeah, yeah. the janitors and you know the IT staff sure. and whoever else. That's a great what way then? to privatize things. Is right. just and the Marxists should even love it because guess what we're doing? <laughs> we're giving the means of production to the workers. Exactly. Right. You Let know? them live or die in the marketplace. But, they they have a head start, okay, right. because our taxes paid for that. Yeah. But they have to keep on keep up from now on. Now yeah. my bet is we will out is that mo- novel business models will outperform them. I think but you're right. Any place where they can prove me wrong, the way that they prove me wrong is by becoming productive members of society well, they would have, and producing more than they consume. For the right. first time, they would have the incentive to actually be more efficient because people right. could leave, people could quit they wouldn't be forced to attend those schools uh but before we go on with the call i think we need to talk about edge wallet please okay i thought you were gonna you do get that. edgy when you i don't was do that. if you're uh if you've been hearing us talk about cryptocurrencies uh edge wallet is worth checking out uh, it's available on ios or android this is a mobile wallet that gets loaded on your cell phone and it allows you to buy sell trade securely hold your cryptocurrencies it's controlled by you you own your own money. It has support for BTC, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, many, many more. It's a veteran team that's been around since 2014. Their motto is secure your freedom. You can find out more at edge.app. That's edge.app. So I use Edge th- Wallet. It's a great wallet. Yeah, I do too. And I just recommended it be loaded today to someone. That's uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Actually, we paid somebody today. That was kind of cool. You did. Indeed. All right, so... uh, But you're not going to say you edged somebody today. God. (laughs) Okay, good. Ouch. Yeah, you see, you can't, you can't do shot. that. You can't. You, you have. You can say I'll coinomi you, and and people will figure it out. But right. don't say you'll edge them because you know that's <laughs> you're offering more than you're biting off. Those are those are a couple of words you'll never hear come out of my mouth. But yeah, that's fine. No, I promise you. Um, All right. So what else Stephen, do, we, do yeah. we need to know about the campaign? Uh, basically, the whole point when I brought up the idea of the flea market would basically be to compromise uh, with individuals that are voluntarist. And with individuals that are more statist. So you could tell them you're still going to have the majority of the services that you're paying for. Uh, they're just going to be paid for voluntarily without us, you know, mandating you come to the city hall every year, stand in, ta- stand in line for an hour because everybody waited till the last day, just like you, and waste everybody's time. Right. Well, nobody loves And you'd volunt- be getting goods and services out of it. You'd have a reason to participate in this because you want to go buy some really cheap stuff. Well, nobody loves voluntarism more than I do, and nobody thinks you've got a great idea there. It is a good one. I um, think it's exciting that he's in a two-way race. Now, the, is the filing right. window closed? Can somebody else throw in yep. and make this a three-way? The window's completely closed. I filed on the last day. In fact, I jumped into the race um, six days before the deadline came, and it huh. was a pain in the rear to get all of those signatures. Wow, so how many I'm did you have to get? I got them at all. Yeah, I had to get 25, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's typically when somebody, sees, when somebody sees a young kid 
walking up to them with a clipboard, they usually think, okay, this guy's trying to sell me something. Right. How old are you? Uh, I'm 21. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're I've, just I've, a pup. I've, I've done this. I've tried to collect signatures, and it's not easy. And Ever you get been? a lot of a rejection. Yeah. A lot of rejection. And, and Ever been to New Hampshire? Uh, no, he, he lied and uh, said he was going to move here, and then I guess changed his mind or something like that. No, Maybe it wasn't I was a just lie. flat broke and didn't want to <laughs> be homeless. Well, I'll tell you what, we need your kind up here. So if your aspirations to mayordom don't don't pan out where you are, I hope you'll. Uh, what I makes hope you'll it consider. interesting? Stick out your thumb and get up here in the summer. Up here, you don't, don't have to get con- you don't have to get um, signatures. You can just throw in five I'm, bucks and you're in. Yeah, I'm you just going to say this real quick. Um, First of all, I will say that it's great that it's a two-way race because it actually opens up the opportunity to make a meaningful impact. Sure, you're uh, going to get second, coverage. You're going to get media. But I'm like, what's the point of going to New Hampshire after I thought about it for a while? Because it seems to me, what kind of progress is there? I mean, 20,000 um, people said they got show libertarians up, but it elected. turned out to be like a couple hundred potheads. No, that's not well, true. That's okay. not true at all. First off, There's been more than 2,000 people like that have moved here. It seems like well, no, there are definitely potheads among us, and I'm one of them, but uh, the reality is there are all kinds of people up here. There are, There's I families. mean, Pork Fest is more or less a Christian children's camp now, but that's <laughs> fine with me because there's also Pork Fest for your couple thousand pork he- potheads. And there's, uh, or I'm sorry, Fork Fest. There's also, I mean, there are a lot of tribes up here, you know? the Ke- There's the Keniacs, we're one tribe. The Manchkins are a totally different group. The Graftons are- That's not even true. There's different tribes in Manchester. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's there, there's it's more libertarians here than you know you could possibly even know. I mean that has resulted in more political success in this one geographic area so for libertarians than libertarians the entire Libertarian Party. I'm trying to answer your question. Libertarians have been getting elected. They're elected as Republicans and Democrats. Yeah. And there are like a couple of dozen of them in the state house. They helped pass the end of the death penalty that uh, ended today due to a veto override by the state house and Senate. That now, happened. What that was year huge. Did we trigger the move? Uh, 2017? 2016? 2016. 2016. 2016. Okay. So when we trigger the move, the signers have five years to get here, which means we're halfway through the arrival of whatever number of movers is actually going to arrive. Hasn't started. Yeah, and we're what? 3,000, 4,000 movers. Uh, You know, um, so we've got a lot of movers. We've got some people who have left. We've got some people who have disaffiliated with the Free State Project. And as a result of that, I've created the Live Free or Die Project in order to encourage those people who don't like the FSP Incorporated to move to New Hampshire anyway, because you don't have to like them to benefit from them being here. Yeah, if you care about freedom, there's no better place to be. It's just a fact. And it is a fact, and another fact is we're out of time, but I want to thank you for tuning in. I encourage you to tune in tomorrow evening, 10, uh, 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Free Talk Live. Thanks for joining us. Today was Chris, Ian, and Rich. Are you concerned that liberty, free market economics, and the values that made America great are no longer taught in schools? Well, so am I. So I got my son the Tuttle Twins children's book series. My name is Jack, and I'm 11 years old, and I just started the Tuttle Twins. So far, I have learned that some people can use the government to ruin the economy and destroy people's businesses. Give all the young people in your life a chance at reason and clear thought, because they're not going to get it at school. There are nine books in the series, and each one teaches a set of ideas 
services that children aren't getting elsewhere. Go to TuttleTwins.com and use coupon code FTL to get 40% off. Again, that's TuttleTwins.com.